Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow choreographer, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the new biographical drama miniseries, Welcome to Chippendales. This premiered on Hulu, and it was created by Robert Siegel, uh, who also helped write and create Pam and Tommy, uh, which we thoroughly enjoyed. And so we were excited to check this out this miniseries based on the creation and the highs and extreme lows of the Chippendales franchise. Uh, so yeah, we're excited to check this out and uh, won't be any spoils today, but uh, Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of Welcome to Chippendales? So the premise of this is it is a tale of Steve Banerjee, who is an Indian immigrant seeking the American dream. Uh, it's chronicling his true crime series with murder, sex, intrigue, as he builds the largest and first male strip joint, Chippendales, only to burn it down and within years and wind up being a accessory to murder. Obviously, they came out way before our time, but I think Chris and I, the only thing we knew about Chippendales growing up was the characters from Disney. Chris and of Farley course, sketch, the Chris yeah. Farley sketch from Patrick Swayze. So... Uh, to hear, you know, not really knowing much about this, I was very eager to jump right into this and already, you know, not knowing what it was about, kind of seeing the premise, I see Kumail Nanjiani and I'm like, okay, he's more of a comedic role. This might be very funny. Definitely was not what I was expecting. And, you know, this is like Breaking Bad, Scarface kind of, you know, tale. And um, wow, I was just really just blown away by this show. I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, yeah, the I remember when I saw him on the poster, there was like a big billboard I saw driving in L.A. one day for work. And I was like, Kumail. And I, I literally thought of this is kind of sad to, to admit, but I was like, oh, they're casting him because today we're doing a lot of like out of the box casting. And then I just looked up the like who 
who made Chippendales? And it was like, oh, it's this Indian immigrant named Steve Banerjee. And I was like, oh, this is like, maybe they've been waiting to do this kind of show. And they finally had the time and place in the cast to do it. And I will say Kumail is fantastic in this show. Um, this is a guy who he idolized people like Hugh Hefner. He came to America. He was working at a gas station. He had high like money promotions in that he literally lived off of like sandwiches in the gas station. He worked at a gas station. He was making the most profit. He was given a chance to be a manager. He turned it down to go buy his own club. He had saved like 45 grand over like nine years working in America or something. And he wanted to open a club for uh backgammon. <laughs> and he thought that was going to be his, like his big success. And then what's really interesting about this. And again, it, it's, it's like, you can't spoil the show because it's already happened. It's history, but you see as, as they start to realize, Oh, there's never been a strip club for women. And this idea of, Oh, let's have this place that women can come to see men dance and strip, but it's not just the sex. It becomes more than that. It becomes this show, this icon, it becomes this beast. And a big part of that is because Steve hires Nick Denoya, played by Murray Bartlett. Now, Murray, if you, it's it's almost you you can recognize him in this, but almost a little different because his hair is different. He's lost that stash. He was our <laughs> wonderful, uh, you know, one of the lead characters in the first season of The White Lotus, uh, and he won the Emmy for that season. He is so good in this show as he is this choreographer who did Broadway and he did TV and he became like the founding kind of choreographer and kind of the show side for Chippendales. It really yeah. took it from like a little sleazy, a little oh, yeah, low, the, low the sleazy sex to, show to <laughs> Broadway production value style to like full value. Mm -hmm. And because of that success for him and Steve, we have a lot of these budding heads, a lot of tension and that's where a lot of the show takes place is Steve wanting to maintain control and how sometimes it gets into some really seedy territory. Um, but the two of them lead this show and they're just fantastic. This is one of those shows where I hope enough people have seen it because I think it, it really gives Kumail a, a new role to, to take on, especially his backstory of this Indian immigrant who you know, he was supposed to kind of continue the family business. His dad owned a printing press in India. His dad has passed so at one point in the story. So he goes back to India and like his mom's like, why'd you move to America? Like you're, you're running a strip club. Like, you know, just, and he's trying to be like, I'm one of the most profitable clubs in LA and she doesn't care. It's like, yeah, but a strip club, who cares? And it's like his constant, like desire to prove his worth to his family was really a big part of the nerves and stress of his life and i i was really like wow that was powerful it's and it's a great allegory for the dark seedy side of the american dream where you see this with a lot of more fictional takes you know with scarface and uh even modern taking of kind of breaking bad um so you know he's he's so dead set on this and um what i think is also a really interesting premise and you know reading in the history about this was showing the side of discrimination and racism, but from a non-white party and seeing how, 
you know, as you said, and this is a true story, he idolized you, Hefner. He didn't idolize Walt Disney reading up on this. He wanted to do a carousel of progress, but the carousel of progress of man. And he wanted to have it at Disney where you basically see from Cayman and now, of course, that didn't uh, work out. But he had all these dreams. And then, you know, when he would try to get into, he saw that society, now whether it was, you know, purpose racism, you know, or was it, you know, reading up? Because this is a great, interesting story because we talk about these biographical, you know, tales and, you know, the director had done Pam and Tommy. We have a lot of documentation. There was not a lot of documentation of this. There's a lot of just like from people's accounts, you know, there was a lot of mystery. So to see that and, you know, that, you know, purportedly the main thing that I think they got very well done um, of his character was he was all about making money. He's like, you know, he saw that, you know, people weren't going to come to see someone who was of color or who were not going to buy these calendars. So you really see that, you know, and there was a lot of these lawsuits that for discrimination, people weren't allowed to get in the club unless they had an exclusive pass. So that, that was interesting that we're seeing that kind of take where um, it was someone who was of color discriminating others, but it was from a pragmatic view. But as you could see, that was that really interesting you know, kind of take on that, which you don't see that very often in a lot of shows or movies these these days. Yeah, he really did have a lot of like business practices put in place. And I think a lot of times he did come off a little cold and calculated, um, and, you know, and, and but having this charm about the way he would explain it. And then really, once he starts getting caught up in his lies, you just start seeing the downfall of Steve and why some things get to the point of accessory to murder um other greats we have in here annalee ashford as irene who's uh, his wife uh is great she's like a the main accountant for him and she uh is a great part of this juliette lewis as denise oh. who's just a firecracker in this she oh my gosh so she great. shows up at the club as like a patron and then she's like hey i do costumes and makeup and wigs uh and she becomes not only an employee but she's like Again, when we say there's a lot of sex in this show, it's really from Nick uh, because he is a gay man who is getting over a divorce from his wife. And now he's kind of living really the highlight of his life. So he's just kind of doing stuff with anyone he wants. And him and Juliet, uh, Lewis, Nick and Denise, they have kind of this on and off sexual relationship. And then later we meet Andrew Reynolds, who plays Bradford Barton, who... Uh, He's a New York producer who has a lot of money and uh, him and Nick hit it off and he becomes kind of like a main producer for a touring division and a New York division of Chippendales. And the three of them kind of have a threesome going on and they're just living this highlight for a while. Uh, we also have Ramon de Jesus uh, as Ray, who this was a great character. Um, he <laughs> He's like the handyman that just kind of shows up and Steve doesn't know how he got hired. And he's just doing all this great stuff and he gets into some of the dark stuff. And it becomes his little right hand, right hand man, right hand handyman. <laughs> it definitely showed the debauchery and the what made Chippendales so successful. But it just shows you that, yeah, it's a dark side of the American dream and how the sometimes greed, greed will imprison us all. Uh, greed will imprison us all. The 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 desire to prove yourself, to prove that you are successful. Sometimes you're blind to, you know, what was already working and what was going to make you success. And what's crazy about this story is how it ends. And again, we're not going to mention it now. You can read up on it. Again, it's a true story. 
watch the show. I think it really does paint the picture well. It's crazy that Chippendales has endured after all this drama. After this and dark now, history, yeah. You know, still very successful in Las Vegas, and they've had world tours and all this kind of stuff, and it's still one of the most successful male... Really, if you think about it, when you think of like... I'm sure nowadays there's more clubs like it, but that's always the name you think about. It's that iconic nature of the men with the the black pants, the collar, the the cuffs, I mean, the bow tie, you know, and you always can think of that. That is like iconic imagery that is put in your head of like, oh, that's Chippendales. You just know it. I mean, I would say the closest that I've like just going to Vegas a few times and it's been there for so long now. Uh, you have Thunder from Down Under, <laughs> uh, and and then you know Ma- Magic Mike kind of became a new trend yeah. and stuff, but uh, yeah, Chippendales has endured. So I think for for everything in the show that this did, it's eight episodes. Not everyone is that long too. Some of them are like thirty five minutes. Great acting, great production value, a crazy story. I didn't even know much about this. I really enjoyed this, so I'm gonna give Welcome to Chippendales eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to actually give it a nine out of 10 because I really enjoyed it. It's one of those shows that you can binge really quickly. And I think a great lesson and based on true, true events. So definitely check out Welcome to Chippendales, all eight episodes streaming now exclusively on Hulu. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know know your your potential. potential